Turn around, give somebody a high five, tell them we're going to lift our eyes up. Amen. You can be seated. We're going to mix it up a little bit tonight just to keep everybody on their toes because, you know, change is good. I think we ought to give God one more big shout, one more big praise. Oh, come on, somebody lift it up tonight for Jesus. Celebrate. Celebrate God in your life. Thank you, Lord. Amen. How many of you guys are excited about what God's doing? Amen. Just, just, man, just, just a week or two from now, we won't be in here. It's, it's going to be, you know, these are, these are the good old days right here. We'll be sitting around talking about when we used to meet in the children's wing. Amen. It's going to be awesome, isn't it? Tell you. And, and uh, uh, they're supposed to be done uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. It's supposed to be done. I don't know how they're doing it, but uh, uh, we'll see what happens. And, uh, and then, you know, we got some audio video stuff to work on and whatnot. But God's just doing so many great things. And uh, it, it's just amazing, you know, to just uh, I, I want to challenge you to take a minute or two tonight and just put your face up against the glass and look out there and just don't wander around the hall. We'll get in trouble. But, uh, but just, just look around and watch what God's doing uh, in the building. But also make sure that you look at people and look what he's doing in their lives. Because he's doing more in you than he is through you. And that's the part that we want to celebrate. Amen? Because you're growing. Look at somebody tell him, you're growing. Amen. Some of you guys took that personally, a little bit offended, but hey, you're getting bigger. Okay, we're, we're just excited. We're excited that you're here tonight. Hey, they're uh, just going to kind of throw a curveball. If you're here tonight and you don't own a Bible, if you hold your hand up, the ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. I want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. And I want to encourage you over and over again, you're never going uh, to find me where I stop from this, but you need to be uh, reminded that you need to be in the Word every day, every single day. Uh, don't, don't, don't let yourself develop a pattern of life without the Word, okay? Uh, uh, don't, don't let yourself develop a pattern of living without the Word of God. You, you want to develop a pattern where you're in the Word every single day, where you're, you know, uh, where you are developing your, uh, your verse, your life verse. Hello? You know, if, if somebody was to ask you, what, what's your life verse? What's the verse that speaks life to you, that, that, that's carrying you? You know, you should have one, right? I mean, you need a life verse, right? Uh, you know, uh, you got to have it, Right? Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to give strength to you in moments when the enemy is trying to take you out. I'm telling you, God's word will take you up. Okay? And, uh, you, you know, there's just so many of them uh, that you just got to have your own. You just got to find that word that fits and start weaving it into the fabric of your being. Right? I mean, it's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, and sometimes it's the craziest verses, too. You know, Jehoshaphat created ships of Tarshish to go to over for gold, but they went not for their broken at Ejon Geber. That is the best verse in the whole book. And I'm telling you, for how many years have I been talking about this? I mean, like 20. Yeah, 20, 20, 20 some years. Jehoshaphat created ships of Tarshish to go to over for gold, but they went not for their broken at Ejon Geber. Yes. God, I just read that and just, and just get that. And man, my whole day's ruined. 
for, for the good, right? Jehoshaphat, he was a king. He created, he created vessels, ships. He created, he created vessels to, 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 to go get the gold. But they didn't make it. They were broken at Ejah and Geber. The king, the king created vessels. The king, the king created vessels to carry the gold. You know what's golden? Not, it, well, you, here we go on this prosperity thing. Well, I'd rather go on the prosperity thing than the poverty thing, but, uh, but, but it's, it's, not, it's, not just, it's not just your dollars. You know what's golden? Is uh, having a peaceful habitation. You know what's golden? Is all my children are child of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. You, you, you know what's golden? That God causes all things to work together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose. It's golden, man. And, uh, uh, you know, so the king created vessels to carry the gold, right? You were created, there's a cargo that you were created to carry. But, uh, uh, you know, Jehoshaphat's vessels didn't make it because they were broken at Ejon Geber. Ejon Geber's two words put together make one word, Ejon Geber, backbone. So the king created vessels to get the gold, but they didn't have the backbone to face the storm that was trying to prevent them from reaching the gold. I'm telling you, it's a life verse for me. That if you'll get a backbone and face the storm, you can carry the gold that you were created to carry. If you, but, but, it's got, you, but you're going to have to have a backbone because there's people in your life that, that seem close to you that are going to disagree with what God's doing in you. And with, without a backbone, you won't stand your ground. Without a backbone, you, you, you'll just, you know, you'll swing back to that old pattern of life that you had before you were in Christ. And you, you'll end up missing God's best for your life. You, you need a life verse. Hello, somebody. You, look at somebody close and tell them, he's talking to you. Amen. Hey, hold your Bible up in the air real high. Let's make a confession together. Lift up your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit from this moment forward. Say, we'll never be the same. Say, I refuse to be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give God one more big praise. Thank him for strength to face your storm. Amen. Amen. Well, well, why are we doing the service this way? Well, because we want, we, we, I, I want to give you some stuff that God's been talking to me about for a couple of weeks, and, and it just continues to grow. I want to get it in you. And then I, I, I want us to go out with the song of the Lord. Come on. You're about ready to change your environment. You know, as a body, we are about ready to change the environment. God has positioned us to uh, uh, not, not to have more seating, uh, you know, so that we can develop more seating. Uh, but he's, he's got a plan. You know, we, we've said it uh, numerous times that God directed us, the building that we're now sitting in. God, God directed us here, but he didn't bring us here to sit. Right, he he brought us here to uh, to impact this community, and, and uh, we're going to change the environment. We're we're on our way to change the world. Come on, we're on the way to change the world. But before we can change the world, we got to let the word change us. We we we, we got to be different. You know, we, we you got to be better. Hello, somebody. Come on, there's room for better in your world. Amen. I know you're good, but you you're not all good, and. And, uh, and that's why you're here with me, because we can relate to each other, right? And, and, and uh, so I, I just want to jump into this thing real quick. Hope you got your Bible. Hope you got something to take some notes. Genesis 26, start at verse 12. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. I love the fact that Isaac sowed and, and he reaped a hundredfold in, in a land of famine and, everybody say and, See, it's not just that he sowed and he reaped a hundredfold, but and 
The Lord blessed him. I mean, on top of it. Hello, somebody. You, you know, if you'll just keep sowing, you'll keep reaping, and God will bless you. It will position you to win or succeed in any given situation. That's what that word blessed means, that, 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 uh, that you'll be positioned to win or succeed. And l- look at the next verse. It says that uh, the man began to prosper. He continued prospering until he became very prosperous. There, there's a pattern that gets birth, and, and he didn't just stumble upon this thing, man. This is something that he was raised in, but, but he began and he continued. And, and what we need to do is, first we, have, first we have to ensure the fact that we have began. Come on, get started. Get started in this God life thing. Get started in this walk. Launch out. You know, participate with God's purpose and his plan for your life. Get, begin. Because it's going to be hard for you to continue if you never begin. Well, I, I'm, going to, I'm going all in for God next week. No, today, right? Today, uh, today, man, I, I'm believing God for changes tonight, right? And, and so in order to begin, uh, you, you, all you got to do is launch out, you know, and, and you step out in faith, and then you got to get, you know, committed to stick it out. It's not enough to step out. Now you got to stick it out and just continue until you get your hand on the promise that God has for you. Amen? And, and, and look at the next verse. It says that he had uh, possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and great numbers of servants. And how do you know that the blessing of God always produces complication? Right? So it's one thing if, if you got a dog. If, if you got like nine of them, you got your hands full. Right? You, you got some stuff to deal with. You, uh, and, and he didn't just have flocks, he had herds, and he didn't just have flocks and herds, he also had servants. He also, this is a business guy. And his world's getting crazy, and, and, uh, and he's being blessed, but he's dealing with the complication. But on top of it, the Philistines, his, his enemies envied him. The people who didn't like him wanted to be him. I'm telling you that that's one of the things that I know that God's wanting to do this year is to take you to a place where the people who don't even like you wish they were you. This is going to be a great year for you. I'm telling you, this is going to be a great year for you. Don't, don't get hyper-focused on, on the people who don't like you because you know what? The, the, the more they envy you, the, the more they talk against you. Don't worry about that. Just, just let God do his work in you, Amen. Just let, just, just, just let God continue to work. And, and verse 15, he says, Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. They, they came in, and they, they couldn't cut off his source so, so, because, you know, he had these wells, but they could, they, could, they could deal with the flow. Your enemy can't deal with your source. All he can do, though, is try to mess with your flow. I'm telling you, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are fresh and new. You got access. You have access to, 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 to the Almighty. The enemy wants you to think how beat up you are and how, what a loser you are and what a failure you are. It ain't about you. It's about your source. And if, you, if, if you'll just begin, step out and start trusting God, I'm telling you, all, all that God has, everything he's got will be made available to you. Right? And, and so they, they fill up all, all of the wells with dirt. Verse 16 says, and, and, and Abimelech said to Isaac, Abimelech, this is the king's son. And the king's son comes to him, and, and, and they'd been getting along pretty good, but he came to him and he said, you've got to leave because you're, you're mightier than we are. 
And jealousy is, is, is coming in here. In verse 17, uh, Isaac departed from there, and he pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And, and I listened to the little guy on the, on the thing, and that's what he said. Grrr. And Isaac dug again. Isaac dug again the wells which they had dug in the days of Abraham. Isaac dug again. He, he just, you know what? God blessed us once. He can do it again. Let's just start digging again. The enemy's filling it up. Let's just dig it again. And, and, and I can't spend a bunch of time here, but a lot of times people will end up in trouble, and so they'll move on, and they'll want to dig a new well. Don't dig a new well. Redig the old well. Right? Don't, don't let the enemy take from you what God's placed within your possession. Right? Just redig the well. You know, uh, you, you don't need a new spouse. Redig, redig the old well. Huh? Come on. Uh, you know, how, how did the enemy clog up the wells? Well, they put foreign objects in there. And what we've got to do is we've got to go in and, and we've got to clean out the well and we've got to get the foreign objects out, out, of, out, of, the, out of the well. And, uh, you know, uh, your heart is the well. I'll show it to you in just a minute. But your heart is the well. And, and you've got to be willing to dig again and just redig. And he named them by the names which his father had called them. And this is really important that you call uh, what God brings into your life, that you call it what God calls it. You name it what your father names it. Don't you rename it. Right? Well, this is a real mess. Well, wait a minute. What does God say? God says that all things work together for my good. He's not calling it a mess. Well, those people are crazy. Well, that's not what God calls them. God calls them the strength, right? You know, we, we often quote that verse. It says, I have strength for all things. I'm ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. But let me, let me tell you where most of my strength comes from, the strength that I don't have, comes from the people that God's connected to my life. Hello? Because, you know, I might have a weakness, but, but sooner or later, one of these guys that God's brought into my world is going to have a strength there, right? So, so I, I can't start calling them by a different name. No, you got to call the well by the name that he gave it, right? And, and, and you, you just got to realize that, you know, what it, what it is, is uh, it's really important the name I give the well that's going to produce life for me. Check this out, James 1, verse 2 through 4. He says, my brethren, count it all joy, or call it all joy. Call it all joy when you fall into various trials. Well, this sucks. Well, that doesn't sound like joy. Come on. We gotta, you know what we got to do? We, we got we to develop a new pattern. Instead of complaining about everything, we're supposed to be in everything, in, in, in everything, in everything with praise, right? In everything. We're supposed to be praising God for everything. Well, yeah, but, but I, I don't like it. He didn't say thank him for everything, but in everything, in every situation. You can be thankful. You, you, don't have, you, do, you do not have to be bitter. You know, uh, uh, anybody know anything about wormwood? Wormwood is, is a plant that they would plant when they, when they couldn't uh, when, when they couldn't deal uh, with the enemy, they put uh, wormwood plants around their water source, and the roots would go into the water, and it would poison the water. And uh, and it's actually, you know, a lot of times when you hear about the bitter roots uh, and the roots of bitterness, it's talking about wormwood. And a lot of us, we've let things, you know, they're not. Well, it's not in me. Well, it's so close to you that it's poisoning you. And, and and you need to, you need to drive that stuff out, and you need to refuse to allow those things and those attitudes to have, be, stop being around them. Come on, you. I almost said something that would probably offend you. 
Um, you, you, you do know that if Jesus came to church, he would probably offend you, right? He offended his parents. He offended the government. He offended the church. Shoot, I'll go ahead and say it. Many of you have got friends, people that you call friends, and they're wormwood. You're associating with people who are, who are poisoning you. And, well, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to walk away. Come on, guard, guard your life better than that. Care. Care about what's getting in your well. Hello, somebody. You know, and, and uh, let me get back on my message. He said, call it joy when you fall into all these different trials and tests and temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Okay, uh, hold on, just back up there for a second. Knowing, knowing, here, you got to know this. See, you need to, you, there's some stuff you know that could save your bacon. But a lot of times we go through life like we don't know it. But yet we do know it, right? But the enemy just keeps us at such a fast pace that, that we pass it without stopping to think about it. And, and, and he said, here's what you know. See, that's what, how, can I, how can I call this joy? Because of what you know. You know that all things are working together for your good. You know that no weapon formed against you can prosper. You know that what the enemy intended for evil, God can turn it and use it for good. You know these things. You know that no word from God will ever fail. You know. Don't forget what you know. Right? It's not enough to know it. You, 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 you got you, you, uh, you, you to manifest it. Right? And he said, and you know this, that the testing of your faith uh, King James says, worketh patience. It literally is it's like to employ, to, it, it puts it on the job, right? It gives, it, it gives pa- patience, go to work. And, and patience is not the ability to wait a really long time. Patience is the ability to remain unchanged regardless of time, right? So, uh, so the testing of your faith works patience, There's a pattern here. There's a pattern here. And, and uh, look at verse 4. And, and patience, when, when it's done, let patience have its perfect work, that you can be perfect. Well, I'll, I'll never be perfect. It doesn't mean without blemish. It means without lack. That's a, whole, that's a Holy Ghost moment. <laughs> you know... You know that your faith, when it's tested, will produce a patience, which means that you, you, you can't be changed. You, you, when life shakes you, you, you know, remember the, uh, the old washing machines that you lifted up the lid from the top? It's not the one that you open up from the front, but the one you lift up from the top, and there's this thing in the, in the middle, and, and it's called an agitator. That's like my spiritual gift. Okay, an agitator. And, and what an agitator does is it beats the dirt out of the clothes, right? It, it just smacks stuff around. And, and what the enemy's trying to do is he's trying to agitate you. That's what it meant in John 14, 27 in the Amplified, where it says, uh, you know, hey, the peace I'm giving to you is not like the world peace. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. Don't allow yourself to be cowardly and unsettled. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the faith... As it produces patience, patience will go to work, and, and that'll grow on the inside of you, and you won't be so quickly agitated. You won't be changing your mind every time the wind changes. 
You, you, you won't be back and down. You know where, you, where you've tried to be strong, but then you get with those people or, or, or you have that holiday and they come over or, or this circumstance happens and then that thing moves you and, well, I guess God didn't mean No, no, you're being agitated. You're being moved. He said, and here's what you know. You know that your faith, faith that isn't tested isn't faith. But when it's tested, it will strengthen your ability to endure. And you'll get to a point because of that that you won't lack anything. See, a lot of us have gaping holes in our life. We're missing stuff that we should have. Why? Because we changed when we shouldn't have. You're not where you ought to be Think about it. You're not at the destiny, the destination. You're not at the place where you should be. You're not walking in health. You're not walking in joy. You're not walking in peace. Why? Because somewhere along the journey, you changed direction. Why? Because you let a circumstance define you. See, circumstances don't define us. How you handle them does. And when your faith is being tested and you stand your ground, all of a sudden you'll end up at the place where the thing that you desired is located. You won't miss out on anything that God has for you. Let patience continue that work so that you will be lacking nothing. How's it start? It starts by you calling the well what your father called it. Don't rename the well. Man, this is a real problem. No, it's not. That's a product. Remember, the product isn't the problem. The problem is located in the pattern. And here, here's, here's, here's the pattern of, of a real clean heart. A clean heart will, will produce faith, and faith will give birth to vision, and vision will position you for transformation. Right? A clean heart will, will, will allow you to grow your faith. And, and uh, you know, James said, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, uh, which has the power to change your destiny, right? So when you receive the word of God with, with, with a teachable spirit, with a clean heart, faith, Romans ten seventeen says, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So as you're receiving the word, your faith is beginning to grow. That faith begins to change your vision. The vision isn't the thing you want. It's the thing you see. See, a lot of people think that vision is, is what I want from God. What do you want from God? What's your vision? You can want a lot of stuff. What do you see? That's your vision. Hello. And what we have to, that's why we have, look at Proverbs 4, uh, 23. Uh, Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard for out of it flow the springs of life. This is your well. Man, you got to guard that well because the enemy is going to try to stop it up. The enemy is going to try to put foreign objects in there. The enemy is going to try to try to get you to plug up the flow with, with bitterness and with brokenness and, and with, with, with disappointment and, and, and with discouragement. And what we have to do is we have to be like Isaac and we have to go back and redig the well. We got to clean out the well. There, there's a pattern that'll produce great life, but there's also a pattern that'll stop it up. The enemy is on a mission, man. He's on a mission to, to promote death and, and destruction and, and, and to separate you from the promises of God. 
but life, the life that Jesus came to connect us to, man, it, it, it's going to take a clean heart to produce that. Yeah, but you, you don't understand. I, I've done things that, that were bad, and I've said things that were wrong, and I've thought thoughts that were evil. And, and, and no, it, that, that's not the issue. The issue is, well, look at Matthew 15, verse 1 and 2. He said, uh, uh, from Jerusalem came the scribes and Pharisees, and they said to Jesus, uh, why, don't your, uh, you, uh, why do your disciples transgress and they're violating the rules? Hey, Jesus, you and your boys, you're a bunch of rule breakers. And uh, they're, they're not ceremonially washing their hands before they eat. This is, this is bad. You're not doing church right. You're supposed to sing the songs first, okay? And uh, uh, you're messing with my program. Drop down to verse 17. And Jesus is responding because they're upset that his guys are breaking the rules. And Jesus said, do you not see and understand that whatever goes into the mouth passes into the abdomen and so passes on into the place where discharges are deposited? Do we need to explain that or you got it? There's a pattern here, okay? And, and, but whatever comes out of the mouth comes from the heart, and this is what makes a man unclean. See, it, it's what's coming out of your heart that, that can disqualify you, that, that will defile you, that, that, will, uh, that will discolor you, and, and it's what's coming out of your heart. So you've got to guard your heart because your faith is growing in that heart. And that faith, remember there's a pattern, that faith, man, it'll, it'll, it'll give birth to vision, and that vision will position you for transformation, right? Uh, uh, what is it, Romans 12, 2, uh, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, uh, we have to position ourselves for transformation, mind renewal. You got, you got to think differently. What's he doing? He's changing the way you think. He's changing how you see. He's, he, God's vision is going to change what you see. See, what you see is so important, how you see it. You know, if you grew up in an abusive home, uh, chances are, unless you, unless you experience some transformation, you're going to end up being an abuser. Uh, uh, you can say, I'll never do that. How many of you guys can remember that? I can remember growing up in my house, I can remember sitting there, you, you, know, you know, with a stiff neck, gritting my teeth, telling myself, I'll never do this. You know, my dad would be going off on something, and I'm, and I'm, t- I'm never, I'm never going to act like this. And I remembered those moments right in the middle of me doing what my dad was doing. <laughs> Why? Because, well, that's all you've ever seen. And what you see is going to determine where you're going to go. You know, uh, you, you go take the motorcycle safety course, and, and, and they'll, 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 they'll teach you that, that, that you, you know, you have to, you have to uh, visualize the road. Look through the corner because the bike's going to go where you're looking. Uh, you know, ride a bicycle, and, and, and there's a rock in the road. And if you stare at that rock, it won't be long until you're running into the rock. You know, and that's good news for some of you guys because what you focus on is where you're going to end up. Well, if you'd focus on financial freedom, guess where you'd end up? You know, you'd end up in a class being taught by Gary Busick, and you'd be ending up getting your debt canceled, and you'd end up in financial freedom. Why? Because that's what you see. You start seeing different, right? And that's what God's trying to do. How, how, come, how come if any man be in Christ, he's new? How come when I get saved, how, how come all that new stuff ain't happening? Well, because you have to position yourself for transformation. See, you, uh, this might be a shock to some of you guys, but do you know that Christians can lie? 
sorry, some of you go, shut the front door. And, and it happens. Wh- why does that happen? Well, because they haven't experienced transformation. Well, what, what is transformation? He said, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your What is that transformation? It's a change in patterns. You're changing the pattern of your life, right? And, and you're aligning with God's pattern. That's why you need God's word so that you'll have God faith. You know what Jesus said to, to his disciples? Have the God kind of faith. And, and, and so that you can have a God birth vision, which will lead you into a God-ordained transformation. And God will change the patterns of your life. Hello? When, when you get saved, only one thing really changes at that moment, and it's big. I mean, it's eternity. That's huge. But you still jacked up, right? And now you got to go to work, and, and, and you got to get a hold of this thing, because if you don't, you'll repeat the patterns of your history, and, and you'll end up w- with an unclean heart, with a stopped-up flow. You'll have a T-shirt, a bumper sticker, and a nasty attitude. And, and you'll be the reason that people uh, have a good excuse to stay away from Christians because they're, they're worse off than we are. Hello, somebody. And so, you know, how, how, do, I, how do I miss this stuff? How, how does my life stay so uh, broken with, with a God who's so powerful? Well, you end up with a heart that has not been transformed. And, and there's, a pattern, there's a pattern to that. See, uh, uh, remember Jeremiah 29 when he said, uh, when you seek me with your whole heart, that's when you're going to find me. Seek me with your whole heart. I love that, the, the, the message. He said, uh, when you want me more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Disappointed. See, disappointment is to be changed to be moved from your appointment. Dis, the prefix dis means to push out or press out of. Your appointment, what's your appointment? Well, that's where your power's at. That's where your anointing's at. That's where your calling's at, right? Uh, can I just tell you something? That, that in, in, you know, in the position, in the appointment that God created me for, right? Before I, before I formed you, I knew you, and I used that information to shape you. I made you different from everybody else, sanctified you, and I've ordained you. I've empowered you to fulfill the dream. God's saying, I've empowered you to fulfill the dream that I had about you before you were even born, right? Ephesians 2, uh, what is it, verse 20, uh, that says that we are his workmanship, uh, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we might do the good works which he uh, had uh, in mind ahead of time that we would live the good life, taking the, the path to the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That Your appointment, I'm telling you, you've got an appointment. What the enemy wants to do is cause you to be disappointed so that you're outside your position of authority. In my appointment, no weapon formed against me can prosper. Outside of my appointment, it don't even take a weapon. Hello? Think about it this way. You become disappointed in your spouse. The enemy would love for you to be disappointed with your spouse because then you're not, in the, you're not in the position to have a strong, healthy relationship with her or him, right? 
and you get disappointed in your kids or your kids are disappointed in you. What's the enemy doing? He's separating the two of you so that, so that there's no power. You can't speak life into it. You say all the right things, but they hear all the wrong stuff. You want what's best for them, but, but they think that you're trying to manipulate. Where does that come from? Disappointment. Discouragement. No courage. The inability to trust you. Why? Because the, because the enemy's caused you to be agitated. You've been moved out of the position. Well, how did that happen? Well, it it happens uh, because your heart's not whole. See, if you seek him with your whole heart, so it takes a whole heart. You you can't be a half-hearted God seeker. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, that, that I don't get. You know, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I can totally relate to a passionate follower of Christ. I can relate to the mindset of, of a full-blown alcoholic. But a half-hearted follower of Christ, I don't get it. That's a hard one for me. Because it, it doesn't make sense to me. I've never seen it, never been around it. been around the alcoholics, and I've been around the passionate followers of Christ. But I, I just don't see this half-hearted, complacent, thing that's attacking the church in, the, in our culture. Because we're all convenient-minded, right? If, if it's not convenient for us, then, well, that's okay. I'll, I'll wear the T-shirt, but I ain't doing the work. What is that? That's a half-hearted pursuit of Jesus. And I'm telling you, we got to clean that out. Waiting for a few more of you to agree with me because right now I'm nervous. Thank you. Now I feel better. Okay. So let me just tell you the pattern of complacency. The pattern of complacency. And check it out and see if you're in it. See if if this is happening to you. Because if you are, this is what you have to to go in. Okay, I'm going to redig the well, man. I'm going to redig the well. I'm going to get the flow back. I want the flow back uh, because I want to demonstrate Satan's defeat. Right? I want a life that humiliates hell. I, I want to be passionate in my pursuit of God and God life. I, I, I don't want to know people who have experienced real breakthrough. I want real breakthrough, right? So he, here's the pattern of, of complacency, and, and it begins, it always begins with anger. Everybody say anger. And anger is is the result of when something's been taken from you, you feel like you've been ripped off. And anger is, and you might be sitting here thinking, well, I'm not angry. Yeah, but, but, but it's the seed, it's, it's, the, it's the seed of anger. And, and it starts, you know, and it manifests in so many different ways, you know. Well, I'm not being used. Nobody, nobody's using me. I, you know, uh, I... I, I'm not getting what I want. Everybody wants me to do something, but they won't let me do what I want to do. And, and that's the seed of anger. And it's coming in, and I'm telling you, that flowing through your heart, that's what defiles you. You know, I, I'd rather have a guy who's at peace with God and man and smokes 12 packs a week than, than some guy who's squeaky clean, but he's irritated all the time. Hello, somebody. You know, well, how, 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 how do I know? Well, do you think everybody owes you? See, if people owe you something, 
That's the seed of anger. Uh, maybe it shows up this way. You overreact to issues to the point that your reaction to the issue is bigger than the issue. So now you know that the issue isn't really the issue. Hello? Somebody cuts in front of you at Safeway. It's no longer safe. Okay? Uh, Anger. I'm telling you, it's trying to weave its way in, into our heart, into our mind. Why? Because it's, to, to, it's trying to agitate. It's trying to move us out of our position, trying to disappoint us, trying to get us to a place where, uh, you know what? The enemy just wants lack, man, lack in your life. But if you let faith produce patience, patience when it's done, you won't be lacking anything. Well, if you really believe that, who in the world could irritate you? People do all kinds of crazy stuff against you, and you'd step back and you'd just know. Watch God work this. I don't know how he's going to do it, but, dude, this is going to be good. Huh? This is going to be crazy. Yeah, because you know that the, 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 the enemy's trying to get you to focus on the test, but God's trying to get you to recognize the testimony that's going to come. It's like David, when, it, when he came into town, everybody's celebrating because he'd killed Goliath. Goliath was huge, and everybody was afraid of him. Think of it, it, would have, think of that, it would have been just a totally different story if he'd be, beat up a midget. Some of us, we want great, great victory. If, uh, and, you know, I've asked this hundreds of times, but, but some of you, you, you look new. So, uh, we, we want great, great victory, but we don't, we don't want to have anything to do with great, great battle. Well, you can't have a great victory if you won't engage in a great battle. You want a little itty-bitty battle? Then you're going to get a little itty-bitty victory, right? So, uh, you know, so this stuff comes, in and, and the enemy starts showing up, and, and he's, he gets you to blame your failures on others. The reason I'm not walking in peace is because of Keith. <laughs> you know, we all have to deal with this stuff, don't we? Come on, that, that's anger in your heart, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to defile you. And, and, and you start renaming the whales. He's not a strength to me. He's a pain. He's a thorn in my flesh. I'm just making this stuff up. You start, uh, you start not, not wanting to help people, not wanting to coach people, but looking for the opportunity to punish people. There's a dude in the parking lot with, with, a, with a wand telling me where to park. I wonder how fast he can run. You know, and you're going you're gonna to make a difference in somebody's world, and you start now. And you get to the point that nobody around you can focus on doing what's right. They have to focus on making you happy because you've let that seed of anger down in there. But it's not your fault. Well, it's destroying your future because anger get started, and then it produces, the, the next step is jealousy, see, and, and you're, you're mad, you're, you're upset because you've been ripped off, and then you look over there, and you see somebody who's doing what you wished you were doing, and so now all of a sudden, you start thinking, well, oh, I should have that. I, sh- I should be doing that. Life isn't fair. See, w- when you're angry, somebody owes me. When you're jealous, n- now it's shifting, and it's God owes me. After all I've done for him, Look at everything I've given up. Look at the life that I've lived. Look at the decisions that I've made. Look at the stuff that I've done. And now he's blessing them. They don't deserve it. How come they get it? And jealousy moves in. And jealousy leads right up to the next one, which is criticism. 
and you begin to criticize what others are doing with statements like, well, it's not bad, but I could have done better. Can, can I be honest with you? There, there have been moments where uh, I'd, I, you know, we'd travel and, and go to a conference or something, and I'd hear somebody up there teaching and, and preaching, and I'd look at them, and I'd think to myself, I'm so much better than that. <laughs> it's going to be hard to grow up in here. And God would say, jealousy? Criticism? Dude, you're almost out the race. One more step, you're done. Nobody gets up in the morning, looks in the mirror and goes, dude, you're jealous. You know, it, it like grows. It, 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 it grows. You know, uh, and, and one, one of the things I just hate about the devil, he's, he's like a serial killer. And, and he's, he's just wiping people out. And, and, and you start justifying your lack of engagement. You're not in hot pursuit of God, but it's not your fault. You would be if they were doing it right. See, if you were God. Well, that's what criticism is saying. Criticism is saying, if, if, I, if I were in charge, we wouldn't have these problems. When you're criticizing your spouse, you're saying, you're not good enough. It's too bad you're not more like me. Yeah, then you could hate each other. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, see, it starts off with anger. It moves to jealousy. It slides into criticism. And then it moves over to complacency. Apathy. You don't deserve 100% for me. You know, we see it in the church all the time. In the people who are supposed to be experiencing transformation. And we end up, we'll read a book if it's called All In. But to live a life that is all in, well, you, you don't deserve that. By the way, you're not doing it for us. You don't go all in for Shelby. You go all in for Jesus. And you end up standing back, and there's something on the inside of you that kind of hopes people fail so you can prove you were right. And what we end up with is a clogged up well. And what we have to have is a mindset that says, I will re dig my well. I will dig again the well because I'm going to get the flow back. I'm going to get the flow back. I'm going to, I'm going to let God be God enough. I will begin and I will continue until I become what God has called me to be. We got to do it, guys. I said we got to do it, guys, because there's a flow. See, that out of your innermost beings, Jesus told the lady at the well, he said, you know, if you, if you had 
connected with me the way that you could have. You, I, I could have given you water, and it would have sprung up like, like a well from you. See, she was all hyper-focused on, on, on the bucket, outward things. Jesus isn't dealing with the outward things. He's dealing with the inward things. And if we, if we, can, get, if we can get the well clean, nothing can stop us from what God's called us to do. Amen. I want you to close your book and bow your head for just a minute.